This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetic. I'm Will Posnan. I'm joined by my co-host, Kia Stokes. Hey. And uh, it's it's the NBA Finals. It's not the NBA Finals that we necessarily wanted. Uh, it, it is so weird. All right, it's so weird for me, but let's start, Kia. How, how do you feel about this Finals? How are, we, how are you going to remember this matchup? Oh, man, these are like the two teams that I didn't want to be in the finals because <laughs> I have to <laughs> I have to pick one of them to win. Um, I mean, anyone that listened to the last few episodes, I'm, I don't want the Celtics to win. I don't really have a valid reason for that. But then going back to like Golden State, I don't really want them to win either just because, you know, it's Golden State. I don't have any valid reasoning for either one of the teams. But you know, since we're here, I just hope it's a good series. So the fact that it's one-to-one now, I think that gives me a little more hope. At least I can enjoy the games with really no attachment because I really don't care who wins at this point. Yeah, I I hope that we get close games out of this because what I worry is we're going to get the seven-game series where every game is a blowout. Um, uh, unfortunately. But I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to remember it like, oh, these were the teams that stayed healthy. That's... You know, I I had high hopes for Phoenix. I was clearly wrong about them. But at the same time, I don't think Boston was the best team in the East. Like, I think that in hindsight, it looks like the Bucks were by a lot. Like, they were missing their second best guy and were yeah. still as good as anybody, which, you know. And, you know, and Brooklyn was missing $40 million with the cap on their bench. <laughs> but that's fine. But it seems like the Bucks were the best team in the East. And it seems like Memphis was the best team in the West, but Golden State was right there with them at least. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is what it is at this point. But that's the, the how the game is. Like, no team really goes into the playoffs like 100% healthy. Like, that's just all a part of the game. So I won't. I don't think I'll remember it as oh, these are the two teams that were the most healthy that you know made it to the end. Like, they're both really good, talented teams. Like I said. Golden State has a bunch of experience with their core group of people, so you can't. I'm not surprised that they're here, um, but I will say, well, I will say, I do see them winning the whole thing now. I don't know if the Celtics are gonna have enough. Like I said, I just want it to be a close series, though. Yeah, no, Golden State has a lot of talent. I mean, both teams have a lot of talent. Um, it's just a weird thing where neither team really. Like, the team that tested Boston was Milwaukee. Well, Milwaukee and Miami both tested Boston. But Mm -hmm. ultimately, Boston was so much healthier than those teams that it didn't feel like – it didn't feel as earned. And then on the Golden State side, nobody really tested them. The team that was supposed to test them was Memphis, and then Memphis got hurt. So Golden State kind of – it felt like Golden State got chauffeured in, like, through the VIP entrance to the finals. <laughs> and then Boston just, you know, those Royal Rumbles, those WWE Royal Rumbles, you know how there's always the one team that kind of hides and the other teams all, like every, all the other guys beat each other up. 
Boston was like the team that just avoided the huge injuries on the East. Like everybody on the East had huge injury problems except for Boston. And then Philly had, I, I don't know. I mean, that was the other thing too, is like, I don't Every team that should have challenged Boston, they had some giant problem to deal with, whether it was self-inflicted or not. And then <laughs> Golden State kind of did the same thing, but it was all injuries. And then, and also just Dallas was not the second best team in the West. So it's just uh, such a yeah. weird playoffs. Dallas was a little disappointing. I wanted that <laughs> to be a better series. And that was actually the first time I seen them play like multiple games in a row. And I just felt like, I just wanted more from them. Like if yeah. the shots weren't falling, they didn't change up the scheme, which of course, if you're missing shots, you know, keep shooting. You got to not let it mentally get to you. But also if you're not making shots, you got to do something a little different, but whatever. Now we got Golden State and Celtics. Woo. It reminded me of the Clippers. Oh yeah, go for it. And I was gonna say, it's kind of funny cause you know, as Golden State's going through the playoffs, Chelsea comes in the locker room. She's, you know, from the Bay area. So she loves them. Always wearing her Golden State stuff. And then um, yesterday in a game, uh, Sydney Colson wore like a Celtics jersey for her, like her pregame fit. As soon as she walks along with Chelsea's like, oh, so that's what we're doing. We're going for the Celtics now. <laughs> um, but yeah, Chelsea's a diehard. So I feel like I'm just going against her just because it's funny. But then I don't really want the Celtics to win. So it's a, I'm also conflicted on the inside. The other aspect of it too is like you want foils in the NBA finals. Like, that mm. was when it was great when it was LeBron versus Steph because yeah. Steph is so chill and LeBron wears his legacy on his sleeve. But now with like Tatum versus Steph, it's kind of the same thing. Like neither one of those guys really shows the emotion. Like they just pretend that nothing bothers them. So it's mm -hmm. like once on one side of the table, you got a guy being like, oh, we're, we're going to do our best. And then they cut to the other guy and it's like, oh, we're going to do our best. And <laughs> Nobody's going to cry. Like, we need more Draymond and less Steph just to juxtapose these two teams. And also, no. everybody on Boston <laughs> is like that, too. Like, the whole Boston team, they're all, like, you you know that they, they're they emotional in the locker room, but they don't share it with with the audience, you know, with the fans. That's how it should be, really. I mean, I love <laughs> LeBron, obviously, but I mean, I think it's cool. They keep to themselves. They're just trying to focus on business. I feel like that's good. I think Draymond is – has enough for both teams. He is yeah. definitely a character. But, I mean, you can't hate on his energy. Like, clearly it's contagious. I think Golden State plays better when he's on the court. He's definitely a motor. He's definitely going to get under people's skin. Um, and you need that on a team. And clearly it's working because they've won how many championships in the last five, six years? Like, a lot. So, you know, and they're, can't fault him for that. And I think they're the favorite. I mean, they're so talented. Um I was just help, hyping myself up too for like Jimmy Butler versus Steph because that would have just been that would have been a fun dynamic because Jimmy Butler would have just been talking 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 and Steph would have been like you know too cool for all of it it would have been fun yeah. in that but it, the Dallas uh, Dallas Warriors series reminded me of with the Clippers the year before where it's like they were so happy just to be in the conference finals and it was mm -hmm. such an unmitigated success that yeah. they weren't putting enough pressure on themselves to try to even like change things up, tinker with things to advance. Yeah, I, I agree. I feel like they're just happy to to be there. But I just, I don't know. I just feel like with him in playoffs, there should be more of a sense of urgency. 
Like, yeah, they're going to be good next year. They probably will get back depending on, you know, injuries and how everything goes in that, in those terms. But oh, I just feel like I just wanted them to do better, make it a little more of a series, but, you know. I also think the Warriors lull teams into that. Like, I was watching game two, and the Warriors kind of just came out in the, you know, they come out in the third quarter, and they're like, we're going to give you everything. And Boston was just kind of like, well, we have six more games or whatever, five more games, whatever it is. Like, we don't need to and, – and that's the other weird thing about this series, and this, this is like stupid analysis – but it's going to come down to the fourth quarters to the point where they're the only quarter that's going to be worth watching. Like <laughs> every game, it, I think it's going to be this way where the Warriors, where the teams play each other close in the first half, the Warriors have a huge third quarter, and then mm-hmm. Boston has to like dig make deep, a run. make a run, play perfect basketball the whole fourth quarter. But it's to the point where it's like, I don't think I'm going to watch another quarter of the finals besides the next few fourth quarters because it's like you're just gonna watch the fourth quarters i mean that's kind of how it went in the game one we were watching it in the locker room and then we had a game so we couldn't see how it ended but we all thought okay golden state's clearly gonna win the first one and we come out uh to the locker room after the game check the score we're like wait how did boston end up winning but wasn't there a thing i feel like i don't know if it was a joke or not but i saw on instagram that golden state was the underdog and like Boston was favored to win. I don't know if that was real or not, but I just don't understand how that's the. None of that stuff is even rooted in what would make sense. Like the biggest part of that equation is gambling, gambling within the fan bases. So when they talk like underdog favorite, it's like, are Boston Celtics fans more likely to place a bet? Like if you go through any given year for the NFL, for Mm -hmm. Super Bowl contenders, Dallas is always top six, no matter if they're good or bad. And it's just – so the thing that skews that when they talk, oh, this team's favored, this team's not favored, like it's who's willing to bet on them. And, mm. you know, there's a lot of degenerates in Boston, a lot of gambling fiends, and oh, wow. uh, they can't help themselves. And uh, that's that's going to skew it. But, you know, I don't think there's like a clear favorite because – it feels like the East was such a harder path. Spe- mm-hmm. Like specifically all the teams in the East had a harder path than the path that the Warriors had. So I don't know. I mean, what do you even, how do you even evaluate the Warriors going into the finals? I have no idea. Like it's just a, such a weird path that they took. I want to say weird, but yeah, it was kind of, I don't want to say easy because it still takes a lot of skills to get to the finals. I mean, I've never played in any finals in America. Okay, college doesn't count as a pro. So, you know, it takes a lot to get there. So you can't hate on it, but still. I do think the six, uh, the Celtics had to go through a lot more. And they, I will say the Celtics have impressed me every series that they've won. Because I didn't think they're going to make it out of the Boston one. But, I mean, the Miami one. But, yeah, they did. And now they're here. And they stole game one, I think, was a pretty big deal. So, the big, the big. Oh, yeah, go uh, for it. Say, and I think, you know, game two, they were, came out a little flat. But also, I think as a – yeah, you want to win every game. But realistically, if you can steal one game away, I think that's good. So the fact that they won game one, I don't want to say that they're content. But I think once they saw it not going their way in game two, it's kind of like, okay, ride it out, see what happens. But if we don't win, it's okay. We're going back to Boston. We got to just make sure we come full energy, full force to – 
you know, take care of home court. That's one thing Bill and Beer always told us. Like, if you win all your home games, you'll be NBA champion and there's still a few on the road. I'm like, all right, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> I think the big thing for me was that Boston crushed the finals hopes of two teams. Like, you saw Milwaukee and Miami. After losing to Boston, they were crushed. Mm-hmm. And Philly lost to Miami, and they were cr- – like, there were three teams in the East that they thought they were going to win the finals. Mm-hmm. On In the West, like, the only team I saw be crushed after losing in the whole Western playoffs was the Suns, and they didn't even lose to the Warriors, and they lost to the Mavs by, like, 55 or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. So the Warriors just – they just didn't have – like – I actually think there's a lot of similarities between the Grizzlies and the Mavs because both teams, when they lost, they were like, it's okay, we're going to be better next year. And that's a completely mm-hmm. different energy like, than what Boston had with the Heat, where it was like, we have to yeah. take this from these guys. Yeah, exactly. I will agree to that. There's always, you know, next year. And now it feels like if the Celtics lose, they're going to play the we're going to be better next year card. So the Warriors will be NBA champions without having to rip anybody's heart out. And I don't think that's happened before. And it doesn't feel like a champion. Like, even the even the Toronto Raptors, like, they ripped the hearts out of the Warriors in the finals, even if they did catch, like, a young Bucks team. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just – it just feels very – less than compared to other years even last year uh, i don't think so because celtics are a really good team and clearly they made it to the finals and they had to beat really good teams so i feel like in my eyes no they're not gonna <laughs> say oh if we lose now we'll just be better next year like no they did all this work to get to the finals if they don't win i feel like they're gonna be crushed because imagine okay. going through all the teams they went through then to lose in the finals i don't want to say all that work is for nothing but it's like they've proven, proven to themselves and to me, I will say that they are a really good team that has a really good chance of winning a title. So I don't think it's like, oh, we'll be better next year because then next year they got to go through the same thing. Probably a healthy Milwaukee team. Miami's going to get better. Hopefully the Sixers will figure out what they got going on. The Nets, if they have their whole roster, like the chances of Boston getting back to the same position they're in next year, I think it's a lot harder. I but, agree. So I feel like but even if, their heart's going to be uh, broken. <laughs> I, I agree with that. But if they lose, I'm like, I don't want to see their coach be crushed. That's going to bug me the other way. If their coach, if Udoku, if he's visibly crushed after, it's like, oh, you just thought you were going to win year one? Like, that's going to bug me the yeah. other way, too. Like, <laughs> oh, you're just going to waltz in here, win a championship year one, year two? What? You're going to be like LeBron in the Heatles, like not one, not two, not three, like that kind of energy. Yes, because Becky is our first year coach and like that's the goal. So, that's true. Yeah, I'm all for the first year winning championship. So maybe I'm so the Celtics. Okay. See, now I don't know. Mom, I might have just did a whole 180. Maybe I, I think you did. Celtics. Dang. Okay. I guess I'm going with the. You don't like Draymond. You like that they got the year one coach. Now all you got to do is watch some footage. Look. And that's the other thing is that, like, Jason Tatum is, like, he's the evolution of, in terms of, like, Steph as the NBA star that every person on earth can get behind, Tatum is even more than that. Like, when the world finds out about Tatum for real, for real, I mean, it's going to be absurd. It's going to be, like, you know, it's going to be the thing with Steph where it's, like, 
a girl finds out you're a basketball fan, they're like, oh, do you like Steph Curry? It's like, yeah, like I like Steph Curry. It's going to be like that with Tatum even more so. So I'm just bracing for that. Uh, Yeah, I can see that happening too. But let's go Celtics. Never thought I'd be cheering for them, but here we are. It really could have been anybody versus Celtics. It would have been anybody else or anybody versus Golden State and it'd be anybody else. But of course it's Celtics versus the Warriors. Awesome. It's, yeah. Well, uh, what do you what do you think is the if there was one matchup you had to pinpoint? What do you think is going to be the matchup that determines the rest of the series? What do you mean? Like, is is there some like a lot of people would say Marcus Smart, Steph Curry, like that's the matchup that the series hinges on? I don't think so at all because the I mean the Warriors can always just have Steph play really deep and then just operate in that space. And they can kind of take Marcus Smart's deep, like team defense out of the, out of the mix, kind of like what you would do to a center by having a stretch five, just by having Steph play so deep. Mm-hmm. And also like, are you really going to slow Steph down when he's hunting his moments? I don't think that's going to no. be the matchup that the series hinges on. I actually think there's, to me, like there's more going on with the bigs, and then it might be the Wiggins matchup again. I mean, last series it was the Wiggins matchup. This series, that's what I'm leaning towards. Um, I think so. Well, I just feel like in order for Boston to win, Marcus Smart has to just be consistent. Like looking at the stats from the game yesterday, only two of the Celtics starters scored over double-digit points. Everyone else was like two-two-two, and I think one guy on the bench had like twelve. Like, that's not going to cut it. But if you look at game one, I think Marcus Smart played really well. So I feel like he has to do more offensively for the Celtics to keep this series going and not let it get ugly pretty fast. Because that's the thing. Golden State, they're too good. You could be, it could be a tie game. Two minutes later, you could be down 15. Like, that's just how fast Golden State works. And I need the Celtics to need something to match that. So I think Marcus Smart is definitely an X factor for them. Yeah, the, the other thing I think that is really important with, with Marcus Smart is uh, I think the Warriors are going to play, and they've kind of been playing two defensive styles. They've been playing one where they double Tatum and then go, everybody else can beat us. And then they've been mm-hmm. doing one where they're like, we're going to single cover Tatum and we're going to guard everybody else. And it's really like – and. It, the Celtics have been having more success when they double Tatum. That's, you know, game one, he got 15 assists. And mm-hmm. especially, he was getting lots of assists in the fourth quarter. And it's really going to be like the Celtics' decision-making is going to be such a big thing because when they're doubling Tatum, he's good, they're going to play through him but look to pass. And mm-hmm. when they're not doubling him, he's going to have to score 40 or whatever. So Yeah, and that's tough. I mean, if I was going to say I would – you know, single coverage and then don't let everyone else score. It's really hard for one person to beat you. Like, yes, it happens in the NBA. Like, you have players that score 50, 60, 80 points in a game. <laughs> but realistically, for someone to do that for a whole series is probably not going to happen. So if Tatum goes off for 40, maybe Jalen Brown will get, like, 20 or 30. But if no one else is scoring, then there's no way they're going to outscore Golden State. Like, they have just too many weapons. And that's why I think they're going to need a lot of points from Al Horford. Like, to beat the Warriors, I think they're going to need 20-plus from Al, Al Horford in each of those games. Um, yeah, I agree. 
So speaking of 80 points, was there any point part of you that thought you were going to get 80 from Steph in game one? No. No, when he started <laughs> off with 20 in the first quarter, it wasn't? I, mean, I, I thought that. I mean, I don't think so. I just feel like... I don't think he has his foot on the gas for 40, I guess 48 minutes or however many minutes he plays. Like, I just feel like he is a player that's going to come down, hit like two or three threes in a row, and then he kind of be chilling. And then, you know, there'd be another point in the game. Usually the third quarter he comes out, starts cooking again. But I feel like he doesn't do it for the whole game because they have so many weapons. And I feel like he's not a selfish player. So, yes, if he's high, he's probably going to keep shooting. But also he's not stupid. He's going to find the open man. Like, he's a really smart player. So, yeah, you know, he can start off good, but I don't think he will consistently try to go for 80 because he doesn't have to. And then if he's the one that's shooting all the shots, he's going to ice out his own teammates. Like, if Clay's not touching the ball, Jordan Poole's not touching the ball, if the bigs ain't getting any love, like, that's tough to to handle by yourself. No, I I agree with you on that. I think that's the underrated thing for Steph is, like, he's, he's playing chess. He's, like, toying with the opponent at all times. Like, He's trying to go on that one-person 11-0 run, command the double team, and then play off the – like, be away from the ball for the next yeah. six minutes. Because you still have to guard him because no one's going to leave him wide open. But <laughs> he's also great at, you know, moving the ball, finding the open person. I mean, that's what makes Golden State so good, like, as a team, just in general. Imagine that strategy. Like, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to play off of Steph. <laughs> He's, he <laughs> just went on his 11-0 run. He's not going to go for it. He's taking his foot off the gas. Yeah, and that coach would be fired. <laughs> You're just going to not guard Steph Curry? Okay, next. Get him out of here. <laughs> so what do you think uh, happens the rest of the way? Do you think uh, now that you're rooting for the Celtics, are you picking the Celtics? No, I still don't think that they can – win i mean there's always a chance but i just feel like golden state is too well put together like they've been here before i mean you saw the little graphic before game one the golden state warriors have a hundred and something finals games or playoff experience and the celtics haven't had any finals like experience in a while any finals games so i don't know i think it's going to be competitive but at the end of the day i feel like golden state's going to win unfortunately yeah, but, no, I do too. But yeah, I think go it's going to be Golden. It's going to be like Golden State in seven, but no game is close. That's what I think, and people are gonna. It's going to feel like a not competitive series, even though it went seven, because it'll be like, oh, they were feeling each other out for six games, and then whoever I I don't I'm not even married to Golden State in seven, but I think whoever wins Game Seven is going to win by a huge margin. I don't think. I just don't think we're going to get a close game. I think these teams are so, like, they're so cautious with their energy. They're so, they're spending their energy, like, so deliberately that it's going to be kind of like what happened with Phoenix and Dallas where one team runs out of energy and they they don't realize that their tank's completely empty. And then another team goes, whoa, we still actually had a lot. And then just, it's over. Yeah. Uh yeah, I don't even know if it's going to go to seven. Yeah, I feel like they're going to split in Boston. And then I think Golden State's going to win the next two. I think it'll be Golden State in six. That's my prediction. But I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. So I can have it both ways. I could either be happy that I was right, or I could be happy I was wrong and the Celtics win. That's like a win-win, right? 
Yeah, no, I love that. Have it both ways. That's the <laughs> yeah. that's the most that you can get out of this series right now if you're not a fan of one of the two teams yeah. is to just set the table to have it both ways. And I think that's what I'm going to start doing. I, I'm going to start trying to buy into players on both teams. Like, oh, I'm going to be so happy for Gary Payton Jr. Or <laughs> I'm be so happy for Al Horford because, you know, I'm I'm still bummed. I was rooting for Chris Paul and Jimmy Butler, and now we're here. So I'm I mean, gonna I have to figure for LeBron, it out. So he didn't even. <laughs> so that's what I'm dealing with. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe there's always next year for LeBron. LeBron is a. Now people have gone the other way, where they're like, the Lakers aren't even going to be competitive next year. It's like, no, they. I mean, it all depends on Anthony Davis, but that's we've talked about that a lot. Let's talk yeah. about the WNBA. Uh, you guys are at the top of the standings. You know what? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna back away. Tell me, tell me what your your day to day is. Tell me what your life is like right now. My life is like, um, it's pretty chill. Uh, wake <laughs> up, have you know morning workouts, then go to practice, throw a lift in there, come back chill. Um, I have a nice pool in my apartment, so you know, really living the life. Yeah. Yeah, but the, is it on the roof? On the ceiling? No, or on the like on the top floor? No, it's on the ground. Like this. Okay. So it's pretty, but it's nice. They have a big screen that we can watch the games on, which is nice. But um, yeah, I got back like two weeks ago. Becky and all the coaching staff was super excited to have me back. Um, feels good, and we're winning, which is also good. And what's crazy is Becky has such high expectations for what she wants and expects of every single player. So she doesn't do a lot of yelling, but she's very particular in what she wants but you know i'm couldn't be happier she's awesome organization is awesome uh we have a long way to go but yeah i mean it's i can't say can't stress it enough like it's really just a nice vibe it's way different from overseas which i forgot about <laughs> that's dope are there any rivalries brewing with any of the other teams i mean you guys have really came out the gate and announced yourselves Oh, I wouldn't say rivalries, but obviously Connecticut is a great team. When they came here, we split one and one. Um, so, I mean, assuming we handle business, I feel like it could be a Vegas and Connecticut finals. But, you know, obviously we have to handle our business game by game, make sure, you know, we're not looking too far in the future. But, yeah, they're a really good team. But I wouldn't necessarily say a rivalry. Um, but, yeah, last year we lost to them all three games. So, so it's they're be- kind of – they're kind of on the top of our list of like who we got to make sure we come to play every time we play them. So, yeah. And what about um, you guys played Chicago recently? You guys played Los Angeles recently. Uh, any anything extra in those games, or it's just basketball's basketball, and you're waiting. You know, you guys are just pacing yourselves for the playoffs. Uh, basketball is basketball, but we do take notes of you know sometimes <laughs> coaches want to say little comments to the media sometimes certain players do so we'd be noticing but we're just like let's focus on us do what we got to do and like try to let our basketball speak for itself that's how becky goes about it anyways so we're just doing that but the chicago game was good they're a really good team obviously they're the defending champs so it's nice to win in chicago but yeah you know one game at a time focus on us we still have a lot of room where we can improve, which is a scary thing, but also we have to make sure we do it because, you know, the teams in this league are really good. And if you don't come to play, you know, any given night, then you could potentially lose a game. Like we almost lost to Dallas. But I, like I, but I knew they were going to be better than, 
what people think. Like, they're a young team. They're fast. They play hard. You're going to steal some games by playing that way. And uh, who else is in your building? Like, who are you spending your, your time with on the team? Um, I mean, basically, almost everyone lives here. So That's dope. That's, yeah. It's so it's a nice. tight-knit team. Yeah. I mean, luckily, I'm the only one, like, in my particular building. So I do have – I don't want to see anyone. I can just go away. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you know, everyone's super – super cool it's chill um teresa playsance and sydney colson are hilarious we do like this little trivia thing every other wednesday we won what's your team called nerd herd it's so stupid but it's so funny yeah i made us t-shirts uh have you guys been winning yeah well we only did it once it's only every other wednesday and we're supposed to do it on wednesday this week but we have practice during trivia time so i'm gonna ask becky if we can like skip practice and like go to trivia at the apartment (laughs) i feel like that's acceptable I don't think she's gonna go for it, um, but yeah, it's pretty fun. We we beat a guy that was on Jeopardy, so that was damn. Cool. You guys are just what? Yeah. I mean, you're just getting wins everywhere. You're just walking all over Las Vegas supermarket. Win at the bank. Win dog park. I win. mean, <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, but yeah, it's just it's pretty it's pretty chill. Like I said, it's a great energy. The team gets along great. Um, yeah. Anyone who wants to come to Vegas, the games are awesome. The arena's lit. In-game stuff is awesome. Dope. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I love it. Uh, what What are you listening to right now? Vori. Yeah, I saw that. Yes, People love that album. You love that album? Yeah, well, Satu actually was the one who put me on two years ago when we first went uh, played together overseas. He had dropped the album called Vori. And, like, his voice is so dope. His flow, like, it'd be chill but lit at the same time. So I was listening to that. And then she texted me last week when he dropped his new album. And it's so toxic. If you listen to the lyrics, like he loves people and he doesn't, the girls cheat on him, but then he cheats on them back. Like it's super toxic, but it's a vibe. Like that sounds bad. Cause I'm not a toxic person, but it's just like chill. It's dope. So that's my, it's called Lost Souls, I think. But yeah, that's what I'm listening to now. Yeah. I've and of course, Drake, always Drake. But, yeah, you the uh, the last album, uh, Certified Lover Boy. Yeah, every now and then I don't bump it as hard as I did last summer, but yeah, can never go wrong with Drake and his old Kendrick stuff. at all. Are you listening to the the new Kendrick album? I listened to it one time through, and I just wasn't feeling it. But I would, was never really the biggest Kendrick fan, anyways. So it's like I'm I'm not really missing it. Yeah, no, I initially I was like oh, this is the generational album that people are going to care about. Like, first time I heard it, first few times I heard it, I was like, oh, this is like the new Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy where people are going to... It's just, to me, it's like so innovative and interesting, some of the stuff he's doing on it, and it's like basically perfect. But Mm -hmm. I just don't feel like... It didn't match the time. Like... The album yeah. also has to match the time and people didn't latch on to it the way that it just, I actually think like the world is not in nearly enough of a reflective place for an album like that. At all. <laughs> it's like, he's on a, he's on a too high of a maturity level to deal with everybody. And uh, yeah, I don't think we're, the world is necessarily ready for that. Like, it's good. Don't get me wrong, but it's just, Listen to it once through, like it's cool. The songs come on, I'm probably not gonna change it, but I'm also not gonna open my phone and say, "Oh, let, let me play that Kendrick song." Like that's not, yeah, not really feeling it like that, you know. Yeah, and at the same time, I feel like 
stuff that is clearly like the new future album clearly at a lower maturity level than the new Kendrick album. And it's like, people are latching onto that. And I think that's just what it is. Is just like, people are like, how am I going to, why am I going to grow as the world's burning? Like, I'm just going <laughs> to worry about trying to find a little joy right now. Cause just all over the place. That, and that's, you know, that's another reason why it's like this sports season has been so important. Just all over the place. There's just been like, just stuff that's just terrible yes it's like a big distraction from life yeah, yeah <laughs> like that so Kendrick album was too rooted in america like i don't want to exist in america right now like i just need to i might have to listen to the new Vori album more because i just i need to zone out and get away from it a little bit you know yeah i, I agree it's a it's a vibe it's good i'd <laughs> give it 10 out of 10 like i love it so Dope. much I can't wait to check it out. Uh, speaking of things that are like kind of a bummer, let's let's end with this. Let's let's talk about let's talk about. Uh, I guess Brittany Griner still detained in Russia. We were going to talk about it two three months ago, and then the WNBA put out a thing that was like, "Hey, we don't want people talking about this because the Russian press is trying to use." fervor around this as a negotiation tactic. One thing that I think was really interesting that, you know, you share with me that they said is they're like, the Russian press is especially looking for media to say, to talk about that she had drugs, especially media that exaggerates like the drugs that she had, they're going to use those clips out of context, which is really interesting to me because I saw like some right-wing people really going like, you know, I saw Jason Whitlock saying that she had heroin. Like I saw people exaggerating that stuff. Like, oh, oh like joking, like, oh, but saying it for real though. And you know, they're going to take that out of context. Like, oh, mm -hmm. she, she broke the, and even the people that are like, oh, she broke the law. It's like, you're, you don't understand a due process and B context. But so there yeah. was all, there was all that stuff around it. It made me actually think that some of these Russian like some of these right wing people, him included, are like legit Russian ops. Like, especially some of them were like pro Putin at the beginning of the Ukraine war, and it's like, like Tucker Carlson was somebody who was like defending Putin. You're like, are y'all Russian ops? It really makes it seem uh, that way. But so now her status has been changed, but at the same time, it's like you can see around the WNBA frustration over the fact that. Uh, she's still not here um i forget who it was wore like a i see a lot of players wearing like free bg t-shirts mm -hmm. in, the, in the tunnel on the runway and all that so i'll turn it over to you uh what what do you want to say at this point about all that i mean it's just like i've said before it's just a tough situation i mean Brittany griner obviously she's a great athlete she's an olympian all-star you know, gold medalist. It's just really unfortunate that she's still being detained. And the hardest part, I think, for me, the rest of the people in the league, it's just that we didn't know what was going on for so long. Like, couldn't really get in contact with her. Didn't know what was going on. We have, they weren't really giving any information. They kept saying like, oh yeah, she was gonna have a hearing in April. And then it got pushed back to May. And then, you know, pushed back some more. I think it's been 108 or nine days since she's been in Russia like locked in a little detention center. It's just 
super sad. Um, she is getting emails and stuff now, which is good. So, you know, I know her really close, you know, her wife, her close friends and family are, you know, are in contact with her as much as they can be, but it's not like she can just get on the phone and call them. Like Russia is not the same as the US. They are not giving her, you know, you get one phone call, who do you want to call? Like they're not really doing that. So it is tough. And, you know, as much as it hurts our league in general to not have her because she's such a great player, one of the top 10 players in the league, like she's obviously one of the faces. It's tough for our league, but at this point, we don't even want her back to be in the league. We just want her back in America, like where she's safe with her family, with their wife. Like, that's what we want. And we just wish there were more answers. We're obviously praying for her. We support her. We're trying to do what we can. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's out of our hands. Like, you know, they, our union wants us, you know, tag a president, vice president, senators, whoever we can get. But you know, there's only so much that we can do. So we're just trying to bring awareness to it because it's such a sad situation. And the one thing that really makes me mad is like, kind of like you said, people on social media that don't understand what we go through when we play here and overseas. They just think that, you know, oh, she should have never went to Russia. Like, that's not the, the point here. Like the point here mm -hmm. is that she's, you know, wrongfully detained and eh, it's just sad. I don't have another way to phrase it. We just want her return safely as soon as possible. Um, I think I speak for everyone when we say that, like we really genuinely care about her. We love her, we miss her. We just want her back. It's just yeah. sad. Yeah, I agree with you completely. I mean, the thing for me is it's so clear that Russia is operating in bad faith at every level. That's why, you know, I don't trust any pundit who's like trying to add nuance that isn't there to this. Like they're, they're not, you know, giving a concrete timeline for her hearings. Mm -hmm. They're saying that they're willing to flip her for like an arms dealer for like, they're willing to flip this star athlete gold medalist for somebody who deals in death for a living. Like that's just so, yeah. that's just such an in bad faith starting point to a negotiation. And then, mm -hmm. you know, it's not like, like who's doing this? It's Putin and it's, you know, a modern dictatorship like uh you know that is currently doing a whole warmongering thing to their neighbors so it's like i i don't understand anybody like calling themselves an american patriot and not supporting somebody who is you know being imprisoned by our enemies who brought a gold medal to this country yeah multiple like, times just, that's what i'm saying like people are just acting like she's just the worst criminal in the world i'm like she is not she's actually a really nice human being who yeah maybe made a mistake we don't really know i mean people are talking they think it's a setup i'm not disagreeing with that like it just seemed too convenient that she is still there and it was her like i don't know but no it's legit it's a setup they knew it's i mean you got how many WNBA players playing in russia how many Americans in general playing pro sports in Russia, they know which ones of them um, use marijuana, don't use marijuana. They know which ones of them, like, you know, you're like when you're uh, playing in Turkey, I, I'm sure they know which one of you guys drink alcohol, don't drink alcohol. Like they're aware um, of what athletes are doing what, and that what crosses the line is taking that and using it as leverage in like in a in a global incident. I mean, 
the Russian government right now is trying to, they're, they're just trying to cover their own back on a war they started. And if you're an American and you support another government, like warmongering at the expense of the Western world, I, I just don't know where you're coming from. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's just a shitty situation and praying for and our safe return, hopefully sooner rather than later. But, you know, at this point, we're not really getting updates anymore either. So we're kind of finding out things on the news as well. We're just, you know, hoping for the best, hoping that one of these days we're going to wake up to a message saying that she's released. Maybe she'll just be banned from Russia. I don't know. I doubt she's ever going to go back there <laughs> after this. So like I said, just hoping for sooner, her return sooner than later. I just know she needs to be back home. That's like the only thing I know for sure. Yeah. Well, hopefully it happens soon. Um, we'll do uh, another one of these before the finals is over. Talk more about that. And uh, congrats on winning the Turkish Cup. Uh, oh, congrats <laughs> so far on the season and uh, yeah, hopefully uh, all good news from here on out. Hopefully, that's the, that's the Hopefully goal. your Celtics, hopefully your Celtics win banner 18. That's the other thing, 18, ugh, like. Like, do I want to cheer for them still? Like, 18, ugh. man, at I'm least torn. like, do you know how much happier everyone would be for Memphis to have gotten number one? Them for Boston to get 18, but whatever. Well, you know. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, and we'll see you next week. See ya. Thanks for listening.